0: Amen. Uh, God is good. Um, I enjoy all the testimony from the first to the end there. I was really, really encouraged just sitting there. I mean, we can have uh, the rest of the night testimony service, right? I'll read one verse. Anybody else want to go? Okay, I guess not. But, um, okay, uh, we'd like to take our verse tonight from Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 Philippians 4:11 through 13 Not that I speak in respect of want for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. You know, when I read this uh, verse, um, contentment, and Paul says here, you know, it's something that he learned. So it's not something that come natural to any of us that I believe. Uh, it's something that you learn and something that God uh, helped you with. Uh, Every time I read this verse, I, I, it reminds me of a story of a a grandma who always wanted to babysit her uh, granddaughter. So finally, uh, one day, she was allowed to babysit her granddaughter alone, and she took her to the beach. Uh, there, playing at the beach, and the grandma was just sitting in the, her chair on the blanket, and the granddaughter was playing by the, the water. And after a while... Uh, the grandma just sitting there. There was a, a sneaker wave came and just came over the granddaughter and the wave pulled back and just disappeared. And she was so shocked and didn't know what to do. She just got on her knee and prayed, said, Lord, please, please bring back my granddaughter. My only chance to babysit and, and spend time with her. Uh, you know, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And yet the next wave, as soon as she was done praying, uh the next wave came back and the granddaughter uh, came back it was back she was back on the beach she said oh thank you lord thank you so much and then she looked up she did and she said well she made a comment well she did have a flowery hat on um, so uh the point was you know uh, she got what she wanted with prayer for her, but uh wanted a little bit of something more that was un- insignificant so Paul wrote this letter in Philippians mainly to encourage the Philippian saints uh, for his support and you know, all the things that they've done for him through prayer and provide for all their need. See, he was trying to encourage them to to live out their faith in joy and in contentment. You know, I realize that you, know, you can't really have contentment without joy or without peace in your life. So um, it's kind of hard to do that, to have contentment without joy uh, in your life. And uh, Paul wrote again this letter just as an expression of uh, uh, gratitude towards them, and of course contentment. I look up some definition. One of the definition I really like is well, is uh, freedom from worry or restlessness. And another one would be peaceful satisfaction, or to be satisfied or pleased. So freedom from worry or restlessness. What is keeping you up at night? what is keeping you rest restless throughout the day or throughout the night? what is causing you restlessness throughout your day uh either physical or spiritual um there are some characteristics of contentment I like to go through the five of them here that I found that I uh, appreciate that i can uh relate to, and uh, hopefully you can uh, get some encouragement and relate to this. Uh, one of the characteristic of contentment is satisfaction. Right. So, satisfaction is happy with what you have yeah. and what provided for you, what you need. Are you satisfied with what you have or where you are at right now in life and what you have in the state you're in and the condition you're at? Uh, another characteristic Characteristic is a lack of envy. Now, this one's kind of tougher. So, envy. You know, envy only come a lot of time for me personally is when I start looking what other have or don't have. When you start to look what, you know, the, the person next to you or your neighbors or your friend, uh, friends has, that's when envy start to come into your life. To your thoughts and to your habits. You know, if uh, I, I learn, you know, throughout college or even up to now too, um, if I don't, if I don't worry or concern about what the next guy or the next person have or the next family or neighbor have, I don't have to worry about it. God provide all my needs. He supply everything that I need. It's only so all of our envies only come when we start looking to the person next to us in front of us or behind us to see what they have. And that's when the devil gets you. So again, contentment, lack of envy. So be careful uh, looking to your left or to your right or looking, you know, comparing yourself or keeping up with the Joneses. Um, and then um, humility. Of course, everybody knows what that is. Humility is a, a great characteristic of contentment. When you put others before yourself, that's what Jesus taught us. That's why he come, not to be you know, ruler of this world, but to serve. If we put our, uh, our, others before ourself, that's what humility is. And then uh, another one is uh, discipline. Uh, is uh, The fourth characteristic of uh, contentment is if you have a discipline, again, in your prayer life, church life, in uh, family life, and your work life, uh, you know to be content in it, and then uh, a last one is you know, a strong disgust for against greed or corruption, especially nowadays in you know, all culture and society. There's a lot of that going on. You know, even in you know, our circle or family member, it's something that we have to be careful and uh, watch out for. Because if you want to be content, you have to put that away from your life and not even think about it or not even come. I, you know, it's easier said than done when it comes down to it. All these characteristics, you know, um, again, satisfaction, lack of envy, humility, discipline, a strong disgust against greed and corruption. Um, you know, sometimes the pressure of life, pressure of work, pressure of family, uh, responsibility can s- squeeze that joy out of our life, but uh and, and take the contentment out. But uh sometime for some of us, I mean there are days, for some of us there are weeks, some months, some of us there are years that it just things are just difficult um uh, that us get rid of. But you know what? I don't know God's way. We don't know God's way, but God has us go through certain things for a reason, and usually it's for our own benefit and it's for His glory. It's not just to um, for uh, to torture us, to make us, uh, you know, a, a, a mockery or a laughing stock of everybody else around you. But it's for His glory and it's for your benefit and for my benefit. And a lot of time in desperation, when we go through these, we we try to search for peace and joy through many means by. Go to people, therapy, or whatever, or go ask people for advice. You know, a lot of time, I learn from that too. Um, a lot of time when, when you're discontent with certain thing, or when you're going through certain trial, you try to find people that can relate to you. But I think that's a, it's not a very wise idea, because a lot of time, you, you hear the phrase misery love company, you know, you, you you go to complain about that and they complain about it and usually it just gets worse. Uh, there's no point to it. There, there's no benefit to it. But uh, the, but you should seek godly advice. You know, Those who are mature in their faith, your pastor or uh, older saints, those who've gone through all these already, those who live a life that shine, that show, that, that shown the glory of God. And sometimes we try to go to places, you know, trying to get away or find that peace. Um even, well, yesterday too, when, when I was praying and, you know, I said, no, I want to go for a walk. I went to a walk and, you know, God bless me, uh, just to see the glory of His awesome, uh, His presence and His, uh, in quietness. I can talk to Him. I can, um uh, He can show me what I need to do or just give me peace or just give me encouragement and just to to watch the sunset and the the peaceful and just walking in prayer with God. That's great, but a a lot of time other people, again, try to go on many vacation just to find peace or get away. But going through all those, it's not going to—running away from your problem is not going to solve anything because all you're going to do is take it with you and it's going to be there when you get to your destination anyway. So, But the, the place that you can go to is on your knees. That is the best place to go when you go through all these things, uh, all these troubles, all these trials throughout yeah, our life. And one other thing that I realize is um, when people try to find other thing is uh, acquire possessions, toys. I know for young people, to that you know, want more toys, new game, but again, that's not gonna solve anything. All it does is just distract you for a moment or two, and then uh, you're back to where you're at. But the only thing that you can possess that will never, uh, ever um, be gone, or that will only encourage you and strengthen you, is the love of God. I mean. That is the one thing that we should all try to possess is just the love that God has for us and what he has done for us. But uh, so we can never find joy and contentment in this world. And that's just a fact. I know some of us try to do it ourselves. I know, you know, when I was younger, I tried to do it myself also. But we can um, we can only find joy in God, in Jesus Christ, by the saving work of Jesus Christ. Uh, real contentment can only come from acknowledging that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. That He is the source of everything. That is where real contentment comes from. So, whatever state we're in right now, either work, and, you know, if you're doing great, being promoted, or not doing so well, or success or failure, you know, financial lows, financial highs, um, loneliness. Uh, needs, God wants us to be content in the state that we are in. Because you know what? He's not going to leave us or forsake us no matter what we are. And that's talking about just the physical uh, contentment that we're called to be in. You know, um, when I was in my previous job as a financial officer too, uh, you always have the regular customer who comes every three months, six months, or a year to get uh, a loan. And they always said, "Man, uh, I-, I need more." And sometimes they would ask you, "Hey, what can I do to be just to have enough, uh, to be content?" You know. Usually, I tell them, "If you're not, if you can't make it with what you have right now, you're not going to make it when you have more. If you don't, if you if you can't survive." Or make it through with what God gives you right now. When you make another, uh, add another zero to your uh, uh, paycheck, you're not going to be content or satisfied with that, too. I know you're going to say, "Yeah, it's easier said than done." No, maybe you you, you well supply and stuff like that. No, um, I was never. You know, I uh, I know how to from coming from nothing to having everything, I mean, living in a, a... There was time, I remember in my college, my third year when we moved out and live with the four guys in an apartment. Uh, I always jump for joy when I have 10 or $15 left at the end of the month. So I can go to Hagen, now is Alberson, and buy those, you know, back then they have that Chinese Express to go and just treat myself. And then the rest I would just buy spaghetti, so enough for the the rest of the week and stuff like that. So, and you know what, I thank God for that. I, I was content, I was complaining, oh Lord, how come I only have $15 left this month, you know, after all the bills and stuff like that. Again... I was content at that situation. When God provided more, I was content at the next level. Same thing for all of us. If you're not content at where you're at now, either again, physically, financially, or whatever stage you're in, when God bless you more, you're probably most likely not going to be content at that stage either. So learn to be. And Paul said here, learn to be content at whatever stage you are in at this moment, because God will provide. God will support. But, um, now, how about spiritual contentment? Now, Paul, uh, was saying it's a little bit something contrary when it comes to spiritual contentment. Uh, in Philippians 3.12, it says, not as though I had already, already attained either were already perfect, but I follow after it that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now, what he's saying, Paul is saying that he's not, it's not that he's already attained, obtained all this. You know, he was in prison at this moment, writing in the last part of his life, you know, but he's still reaching for the goal, for a higher plane with God, reaching toward, uh, pressing toward Christ Jesus. So he wasn't contented where he at when it comes to spiritual matter. You know, back in Corinthians 2, when he was, uh, encouraging them, and uh, First Corinthians nine twenty four, know that ye not that they which run a race, but receive the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Again, he comparing to an athlete running a race or competing in a race. Spiritually, we're supposed to strive and train ourselves to press toward Jesus Christ at every moment. Because you know what? If you don't, when you become stagnant, a lot of time you start to fall backward. All of us, I mean, those who are sports fan, I, I watch sports once in a while or listen, there are, I hear many athlete, gifted athletes, that because they didn't train or because that they think they were good enough or they had that gift, the talent, that they didn't have to practice as much. But, you know, soon they found out when they compete, they can't keep up with those who strive, who train daily, in day in and day out to win that prize so again the same thing for us spiritually we have to train we have to seek God day in and day out or else we will lose focus and we will fall as soon as we lose focus or lose a step the devil will use that opportunity to come into your life to try to cause whatever to to make you fall to make you fail that is his job That is his goal. And we have to realize that. If we don't realize that, you know, we're in danger. We have to make sure that we press on toward, uh, the prize. You know, again, spiritually right now, are you content at where you're at? You know, I hope not. I hope that you strive to draw closer and closer each and every moment, each and, yeah, every day toward God. I know I do because, you know, the moment uh, I slack off, you know, right, usually after camp meeting, I know we're worn out, and then you you don't have a lot of church and stuff like that, and you get off your habit. I almost feel like, man, it just, well, yeah, I need to get back to church. I'm not saying that I'm failing or falling, stuff like that. It's just a long time period where there's no church, a break from camp meeting, and you have a lot of camp meeting for two weeks straight, and then for Two weeks or so, or maybe three weeks until youth camp, you know, not a lot of services and stuff like that. Again, those are the time you're kind of on the down low, but again, you have to be careful because that's when the, the devils can come in and attack and try to uh, discourage you also, especially when you're on a spiritual high for the, uh, the, the two weeks during camp meeting there. You know, and again, spiritually, I, I Paul encouraged us that we must stay strong and stay focused so that we can reach the prize. And, of course, we all know what our prize is, and that is ultimately heaven. It's nothing in this world. It's nothing in this world can give us what we need or satisfy us. But our ultimate goal is heaven. You know, I'd like to close with this verse here. You know, Matthew 6:26. Behold the fowls of the air for they sow not neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feed them are you not much better than they so tonight again the question are you content physically at the stage where you at where you are at in life but spiritually are you content where you are at Or do you need to press on forward a little bit more? So, if not, God can provide the contentment in your life, and spiritually, you can draw, we all can draw closer to God. Will you allow Him to do that for you tonight? Yeah. So, tonight, again, I encourage you to keep on drawing closer to God, and... Be thankful for what you have, what God has blessed you with in your life at the moment. So I would encourage you to come in prayer and uh, talk to the Lord and ask Him what uh, He can do in your life to draw you or take you another step closer to Him. And the song for invitation is 286.